Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Scott. And welcome to the God or Not podcast, where truth springs from argument among friends. This is episode number six. And coming up, Scott and I will be talking about faith. Also in this episode, Oh, the Humanity. So grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the center ring. This is the God or Not Podcast. We're in for a great night of civil discourse here as these two warriors are wrapped up and ready to go. And now, let's get ready to dialogue! All right, Scott, here we are, episode number six, and I am coming, not necessarily live, but coming from... Well, you're live now. I am live now. And but I, I suppose in, everything is live as you're recording it, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Leave it up to you to point that out, right? Yeah, a little, so, little uh, loophole Then I was there. wrong, right? Thank you, yes. <laughs> no, 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 that. I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying because okay. you were wrong. I was just saying, anyway, sorry to distract from that, the- No uh, distraction. You will not derail my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, am, I am speaking now. I'm live, I guess, in Colombia, uh, Medellin the city of Medellin, uh, where okay. my brother and sister-in-law are missionaries. And so my wife and I came out here um, just to see um, what they have going on. And I'm also doing some apologetic work. I'll be going to um, uh, speak to some of the college uh, students here in Medellin. Come on now, admit it. You went down there because you're stocking up on your quote unquote medical supplies, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No. Well, yes. The, what do they call that? The, um, the, the white powder or the, um, what else do they call that? You can't say the word out here though. You, uh, you're, right. You can't Nose say candy. cocaine. You can't say oh. that. That's a very sensitive subject because of I see. obviously some of the issues that surround the city in the past. I will say, though, having been here for a couple of days, uh, the city is really spectacular. It's it's mm -hmm. it's large. There's four million people. The food is terrific. And um, we've gotten to see a lot of the city. It's safe and uh, we've really enjoyed it. So it's really nothing like what it once was. But I thought hmm. that was interesting to mention that the God or Not podcast has now gone international. Inter and, uh, worldwide. Worldwide. We, we are technically, we could say the worldwide God or Not podcast. <laughs> so here we are. But Next uh, stop is the moon, right? <laughs> or Mars. Or Mars. <laughs> or Mars. Listen, yeah, don't, there we go. don't settle, Scott. Don't settle. <laughs> so uh, today we are going to talk a little bit about faith and uh, what that means. Uh, obviously, there's uh, many different definitions of faith. We'll get into that. There's uh, a lot of issues surrounding faith, a lot maybe controversy on, on maybe how some people use that word faith. But I think ultimately, you had mentioned before, uh, one of the very first podcasts, you really don't care what something is called as long as you know what someone means by that. As long as we can communicate, um, some of that is just secondary. Right. Well, I still care what it's called, but I don't. It. I. But it's 
Right. The, the, the usefulness of words is to transmit ideas, and it's the ideas that are important. Right. So we will be diving into uh, the word faith. What does it mean to some skeptics? What does it mean to um, some Christians? And what does it mean to other Christians? And so it'll be a, we have a good discussion uh, coming up um, concerning that. Also, on a technical note for our listeners, um, our plan all along was uh, the beginning of October to put out an episode of the podcast once a week just so our listeners can get a really good taste of what we're doing and then move into a bi-weekly schedule for the podcast. So our next right. podcast will be November the 12th and then every other week from there on out. We're just going right. to yep. get into we're our – settle into our groove. Our groove. Settle That's in. right. Yep. Yep. Oh, and there was uh, – speaking of technical issues, there's one thing I should point out that uh, when we were recording this discussion – uh, we did have a little bit of audio issues, and and so uh, I think we've I think we've cleaned most of it up. But if you notice that the audio is not up to our normal high God or not standards, <laughs> then um, th- uh, know and, that uh, uh, we did our best. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. good. Or not. <laughs> All right, let's dive into uh, our main topic: faith. This is the main event. Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. Today, we are talking about faith. What does this word mean? What does it mean from a skeptic point of view? What does it mean from a Christian or a theist point of view? So we're going to be talking about that today. And uh, let's let's get into it. All right. What's going let's on, Scott? It. How are you doing? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's roll. All right. Here we go. So the question, what is faith? Um, so first, l- let me bring up a couple of skeptical uh, or, or, or definitions that are provided by skeptics. And obviously, these aren't like Webster's uh, dictionary definitions. This is just what a lot of skeptics um, see faith, the word faith as like what it does. Uh, the first one, um, by Richard Dawkins that faith, he says, faith is a great cop-out, the great excuse to evade the need to think and evaluate evidence. Faith is belief in spite of, even perhaps because of the lack of evidence. And, uh, Christopher Hitchens says that faith is surrender of the mind it's the surrender of reason. It's the surrender of the only thing that makes us different from other mammals. Okay. And the late, late Carl Sagan says that faith is believing in the absence of evidence. So do you, uh, Scott, agree with this um, kind of uh, use of the word faith that basically it's belief in something you know ain't so? Is How would you define the word faith? Um, how would I, def- well, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of definitions for faith. And I would say that one of them is, uh, believing something in spite of, or like, a what was it? Hitchens said because of, uh, the lack of evidence. And, um, you know, that, that is certainly a definition of faith. 
And uh, so I think use of the word in that circumstance, if, if that's what you mean, if you're talking about somebody who believes something in the, in the face of uh, no evidence, then, you know, that's a perfectly legit use of the word. Okay, so we move on to like um, we have so we have the the one I don't want to say extreme, but you have the one um, the the one side the skeptic that that um, you know you see a lot of times these definitions that 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 basically it's this what they call blind faith mm-hmm. that it's this kind of uh, step off into the abyss, right? Like that like that scene from um, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember. Uh, Indiana Jones, where they're they're in there and they're going for the they're they're trying to find the cup, and and there's this big great big chasm they're trying to cross and they don't see anything. Right. And and, and he had to take this step of quote faith, and so he steps off into the abyss. And <laughs> what do you know? But there there is a, a, a you know a bridge, a rocky bridge there mm-hmm. that was concealed and hidden right. um you know in the terrain and 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 so it was this he stepped off he just believed really hard and then and what do you know it it, it kind of worked out and right. so i think that's a lot of times what we see um skeptics use and unfortunately i say unfortunately that's a lot of times what theists or Christians believe that their faith is. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have not been ever introduced to this idea that their arguments or evidence, or and even if they did, some of them aren't necessarily interested in in looking at that. The, uh, you know, they they are okay with this simple kind of um, no evidence, just this internal. Um, uh, belief that that it's true, right? And I always make the distinction, or at least I try to, that there's a difference between knowing something is true and showing something is true. So I tell people a lot that that I think that you could know. Wait, wait, God could is you real. repeat that again? So the different there's yeah. a difference between knowing, knowing something, something is true and showing something and is showing true? something is true. Yeah, okay. right. All right. So what do you, yeah, what do you mean by that? So like, for instance, I could know, and I don't mean no in terms of the, um, hundred percent certainty philosophical kind of mm-hmm. no, I just mean no in that you believe you truly believe very that confident, it's true. high level of confidence. Right, right. Okay. So you could know that God exists through, I believe creation through our internal moral compass, things like that. You could know that, but in order to show that in order for me to show that God is real um, on my part, that's going to take more than uh, the, just some kind of belief. I have to show mm-hmm. uh, evidence or I have to use argumentation. And so I just distinguish between those two, um, knowing and showing. So um, I think too, what happens, and I don't know that this is intentional. Uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not saying there's like this uh, nefarious uh, kind of um, motives, but um, a lot of times when, skeptics use that faith in that way and that kind of blind kind of leap that it's in a way kind of making faith stupid by definition. So by very definition, your beliefs are based on either no evidence or worse evidence to the contrary. And so I think it's a little bit of the poisoning of the well fallacy. Now, like I said, I don't necessarily believe that that's 
uh, uh, nefarious that, mm-hmm. that it's it, it's you know that it's done on purpose. Well, I, w- but- I would say I would say I would, let me let me interject in here and and, and say, I, I I don't see it that way. I don't see it as a as a point. I don't see how somebody could use like a dictionary to to undermine somebody like that because really what they're doing is when they you know the, all those quotes that you read, um, they were they're they're correct. They're, you know faith is believing in something in the absence of evidence. I mean, that's a definition of faith. And so it's not like they're trying to, I, th- I think they're pretty, you know, upfront, at least from, you know, um, from at least the three that you, that you quoted Dawkins, Hitchens and Carl Sagan, whenever I've seen them use the word, I, I don't think they shy away from uh, saying what they mean when they say faith. I mean, that that's literally what they were saying. Faith is believing in something in the absence of evidence. And so um, what they're, when they're talking about that, that's what they're saying. They're they're critic. They're observing what they see as belief without evidence, and they're labeling that faith. And that's correct. I mean, that's a correct usage. That's a that's a common usage of the word. And so, I don't know if if they're trying to, um, it, you know, it seems that that you're suggesting that they're trying to equivocate, right? They know that. Um, you know, they know that maybe a Christian would be proud of their faith. And so they're saying, aha, but faith means this. And so, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the approach. I don't think they're, they're doing that. I'm saying, well, you know, if, if you mean trust uh, or, or some other meaning of faith, then, then that's fine. But what I'm talking about is this, and, and I'm using this word for that. You know what I mean? And I, I guess I could appreciate that except for like, um, I guess that that's not um, uh, the biblical understanding of faith. And since we're talking about religion Mm. and faith is applicable in this way, uh, and obviously this is something we can get to. I could show you what I mean, but I don't think the Bible supports this understanding or this definition of faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And that the simplest definition of faith is just confidence that something is true. Plain and simple. Okay. Whether you have evidence or not. Right. And we can get into the different kinds of faith that there are. Um, but just like you don't like being told, well, atheism is the belief that there is no God. Right. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Don't define that term for me. That's not that's not what I believe. I, you know, I believe that X, Y, and Z. Well, yeah. And so so, so, I would, saying, so I would say that, yeah, that's a definition of atheism. That's not the one I use when I call myself an atheist. And so I, I so what I do is I clarify. I say, well, when I say atheist, this is what I mean. I mean, it's somebody who doesn't, uh, you know, who hasn't accepted uh, that there is a God, who, has, who hasn't been convinced that there's a God. And so if somebody, if I'm talking to somebody, no, I'm, Admittedly, there are people that say, no, 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 you're wrong. You're using the word wrong. And, and you know, those kind of people usually butt heads with each other. Um, I find it a lot more productive to just say, well, no, that's not how I use it. I, when, I, when I say the word atheist, this is what I mean when I'm saying it. And so, you know, the, the purpose of me saying these words, the purpose of me speaking is for me to, is, is not... Um, you know, in my case, at least I can speak for myself here when I'm speaking to somebody, my, my goal is to relay uh, concepts and ideas from my mind into their mind. And so I do that using language. Mm -hmm. And so as long as the, as long as it's clear what I mean, when I say atheist, then I I can be effective that way. As long as, as long as we're using the same dictionary. And, but if I'm talking to right, somebody so and they say, no, 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 this is what atheists mean. And I'll say, okay, fine, whatever. When I'm talking to you during this discussion, I'm fine. Let's, let's, let's have atheist mean 
mean this and and um you know and and I'll if if they want to insist that atheist means somebody who is sure that there's no god then then I'll say okay well if if that's your definition then I would call myself an agnostic or what or you know whatever I, right. I would describe to them what I believe or don't believe and then I'd say well what would you call that and then and uh, that's fine. And I think what, and I think that's the same thing happening here. It's not like, it's not like a Christian comes up and says, "I have faith," and then uh, you know Dawkins says, "Aha! You just admitted that you believe something without evidence." Um, I, I don't think they shy away from from the differences of definitions. But I, what I think is they, I don't, and I don't think that they're claiming that the Bible. They may, they may, um, but. Uh, I don't necessarily think that they're claiming that the Bible, every time it uses the word faith, this is what it means. I mean, I, I think that they acknowledge that there are different word meanings of the word faith, and and this right. is one of them. And this is when I say the word in this sentence that I just spoke, that's what I meant. And uh, you know, it, and so, um, at least in my opinion, well, I think the honest approach would be to okay, if we're going to talk about this, what do you mean when you say this word? That kind of thing. Right. And I and I agree with you. I think that's fine. I, and, and that's why I, I have taken a different approach with the word atheism, because you define it differently. So I'm OK with that as long as we're using the same dictionary right. in terms of we're on the same right. page. But the problem the problem I get at is this, is that for a long time now, the skeptics have defined faith in one way, this blind leap off a cliff, which has built this like bridge or this or this or basically destroyed a bridge, mm -hmm. built this big valley between science and religion. And so they say, well, you have faith, but we have real data. You know, we have the beaker and we have the stats, but you just have mm -hmm. faith. And so it, it's not Was that just, your imitation of an atheist? Um, <laughs> Was that your was that your atheist voice? I no, I wasn't oh, okay, trying. Sorry. No, I wasn't trying. <laughs> I wasn't sorry, trying. I just no, totally I threw I, you off, didn't I? I just totally ruined the whole. No, we no, got to start no, over. Right, let's start over. Hey, start welcome everybody. Scratch. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> continue two, your idea. Sorry two. about that. So that I just it, what bothers me is 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 this intentional, and I, I don't mean intentional and nefarious. Again, I just mean that it's this consistent attempt to divide uh, science from religion in this kind of way or the different beliefs like I my beliefs are based upon the hard sciences and your beliefs are based upon nothing and so and th that that's what I'm seeing I think that's why you see this huge misunderstanding mm -hmm. that somehow science and religion can't coexist and I know you and I might have a difference of opinion about that but what I'm what I'm getting at is that just that as a thinking mm -hmm. Christian, as somebody who studies the Bible and in, in, in is, is applying proper hermeneutic and exegeting the passages correctly, there is a way to do that correctly. Now, there are some passages that are difficult that I could say, well, these could go any way. Like, I may not have the correct understanding mm -hmm. of this, but there are other passages that are clear based upon those hermeneutic principles, the basic understanding of interpretation, mm -hmm. that I could say this is – this is how we view faith as a thinking Christian. So let me give you a couple thoughts about how, as a Christian, we view faith, and then I'll, I'll kind of get your perspective and your thoughts okay. on what you think. So as a, a, a 
a Christian, we believe that faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And I think there are three kinds of faith. We have an unreasonable belief or unreasonable faith. That's belief uh, uh, which exists based upon evidence to the Uh contrary. So that would be unreasonable, right? I'm believing in something with evidence to the contrary. And then there's that, that blind faith that is a belief that exists based upon no evidence at all. I mean, you could be right, you could be wrong from an evidential standpoint, but you just don't know. I would and say I would also say that that's unreasonable as well. That would be an. You would that say would, that, 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 that that's an unreasonable. Yeah, if, if you have a blind faith that's not based on evidence at all, then that would be an unreasonable belief as well. Okay, but I want to make so I want to make a distinction. Right. Though. So, so so yeah. So at least one is more unreasonable agreed, than the other. Agreed. Okay. Re- so regardless of how you right. see that, I, I'm happy uh, to use one, your. Ter- more, I'm happy to ridiculous. use the word as you're defining it tonight. Hey, <laughs> my thank pleasure. You, buddy. It's my pleasure. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, and unfortunately, I think this middle section, this blind faith, is a, a what a lot of people, and not just Christians, not just theists, but. I'm speaking primarily for theists because I'm in that world. I'm in that camp. And so I have a good understanding. And so obviously I'm not trying to commit the genetic fallacy here, but people that they're born and raised in a certain Uh environment and they accept, they accept things uh, blindly, so to speak. uh, They've had certain experiences. So the experiences that wouldn't be blind because that would be uh, evidential, uh, subjective uh, evidential regardless but this idea that um, that they really, if you ask them, well, why do you believe uh-huh. God? They they couldn't give you anything objective. They, they they just they just know somehow they it's got a secret knower in there, and they just know. And um, I would say that that is that is what would be considered like a blind faith. But then I think there's uh-huh. this third faith, and I think this is the kind of faith that I have. And when I say faith, this is the kind of faith that that I'm thinking of is this reasonable faith. It's belief, which is grounded on the most reasonable inference from the evidence. That's what I think a reasonable faith is. Now, um, so the question is, if this kind of belief is based upon evidence, then why refer to it as, quote, faith? Okay. So I guess let me back up and ask you, is is there anything else that you had by way of, of, you know, uh, commentary with those three that I have either the really, really unreasonable faith, the somewhat unreasonable <laughs> faith or what we call blind faith or the reasonable faith. Like that, those are, that's how I see this word. Right. Kind of I mean, I, I would, I would, I would agree that faith could be used in each of those three different circumstances. Um, I think the common, the common ground uh, between those three is that, uh, a confidence and a belief. It's something that you accept as true. Uh, you accept you. You are confident enough in that uh, confidence being an emotional response, right? Confidence is an emotional response, and so it sometimes is reasonable, sometimes is unreasonable. Just like getting angry, you know, we've all gotten angry and then realized, what the heck am I angry for? I have no reason to get angry, and so um, you know, and so you know, we're all human after all. And so sometimes we develop our beliefs and our, our understandings based off of uh, reasonable situations and sometimes off of unreasonable. So I, I would agree with your, your basic breakdown mm-hmm. there. I would also throw in real quick before we get too far from this, um, I would also agree with you um, that uh, I've seen people 
who throw up those definitions and who say those things like, no, you're using the word wrong. And um, to me, it seems like they're they're, uh, And this would go for anybody following this approach, whether they're a believer or a non-believer. Um, you know, it's a way of uh, ego massaging, if you know what I mean. It's a way of of huffing yourself up by pushing down the other person or at least or at least giving yourself the impression that you're pushing the other person down when really all you're doing is just hanging up the phone, right? You're just disconnecting. You're just uh, stopping the communication there. And so by by what like um by saying no 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 that's right, not what faith right, means or right. by, by telling saying, somebody okay, that so, you know you can't use the word that way excuse me by you saying you can't okay, use the word I that way because yeah. this is what it means and well you know that's i mean you're you're arguing dictionaries there and and you know to me do you, do you see though how do you see though how uh in our camp how that looks from our vantage that that constantly using this word faith in in a negative way if you think about it to believe something that mm-hmm. you know ain't so or to believe something without any evidence that's right. stupid and so so to continue to use that in a derogatory way even if they don't mean mm-hmm. that way it it still comes across as a whole as hey you guys are stupid i mean do you at least see where where we would get that and why we would say no 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 that's not the kind of faith right. I hold yeah. to. I don't know if I'd use the word stupid, but I would, right? but I would so, yeah, I would see that, that. I mean, there's definitely a, a derogatory or, um, you know, a negative connotation there. And I, and I do, um, I don't, I don't, I, I, it would surprise me if it, if the word was, ne- if it was never used that way, it would surprise me if that, if I'm not going to say nobody ever does that. Um, but what I will say is that mm-hmm. um, in at least the people that I've seen, who were seriously interested in having communication, they don't, they don't start with the word and then build from there. They don't, you know, if a, if a Christian or some other religious person says I have faith in God or whatever, they don't say, okay, I'm going to start with that word faith. So, and here's what faith means. And so here's what you're saying and so on and so forth. I think what they're doing is rather going uh, bottom up rather. They're saying, okay, they observe, they talk to somebody, they listen to, um, you know, they maybe will ask them, okay, well, why do you believe that? And so on. And they, um, they see that at least from what they've been told, or at least from what the person was saying, that their belief is not based off of any evidence or reason. And so then they, then they say, okay, well, I'm well, that's faith. And so, um, I think they're criticizing not the use of the word, but they're criticizing what they observe in the person or what they observe from what the person has told them. And, um, part of, I, and like I said, I'm sure it's used as a weapon. I'm sure it's used as a knife to poke somebody in the eye um, and to shut down communication and to say, ha, look at me. I'm so smart and and you're not. Um, I'm sure that happens. Uh, I, I've seen it personally happen going in both directions. Um, and, you know, not just this word, but any any word liberal. That's a word that's that's spat at. Mm by some people and uh oh, yeah. and and you know and it, yes. it it to me that's just something ri- okay so you want to start a fight okay just are you gonna punch me in the nose next is that the deal <laughs> i mean it's just i don't even right, i don't right. get it at all i mean okay great yeah. you're just spinning your wheels and showing me how fast you can rev your engine Ooh, i'm so impressed and i think i think too what happens is that is that um i oftentimes see 
um, it, this I, this might not always be the case, but it seems like I see a lot of times the worst in the other camp. So a lot of times we see the worst in the other camp. Like for instance, I deal with skeptics a lot. And so I have these conversations a lot and I have to deal with all kinds of skeptics. And, um, and so a lot of times, of course, I have to deal with the worst of them. And uh, same with you. Uh, you have to deal a lot with uh, Christians and theists. And unfortunately, you have to deal with some real jerk faces. And so a lot of times we see the worst in it. I think that overall, this idea of the, in this definition of faith, man, if everybody would come to the table like we do, uh, and I'm not saying I do this all the time. And this is this is my goal. Like this is my standard. I would love to be able to come uh, every time to the table of of a conversation and have a dialogue in a way that's meaningful mm-hmm. and not not just trying to score points. And so, like, if everybody could would come to the table in that regard, but I think what we see is 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 you and I obviously both. Uh, see abuses of of this kind of thing in both directions. The one thing I want to bring up too is there is another way that we use the word faith that I don't think that you'll have any issue with at all, and that is so I the when I when I talk about faith, I'm either talking one of two things: either I'm 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 doing a broad brush like the 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 Christian faith or the uh, uh, or the Jewish right. faith. I'm just basically using the word faith in place right. of religion. Uh, it doesn't have any connotations other than it just is when I say faith, it's just is a belief right. structure yeah. or system. And then, and then of course the, then the faith now uh, in the way that we're dissecting it uh, right. currently. So um, when we talk about as a, as a Christian, a lot of times um, w- what we're trying to do when we, when we say uh, we have faith in something is we're stepping f- uh, uh, from what we know, based on based on evidence, to a conclusion, mm-hmm. um, uh, based upon something short of all the evidence. So I would say that even a skeptic has to take a step of faith. And what I mean by that is this: is that every worldview has unanswered questions. Every worldview is like, yeah, I've got no idea. I don't know how the universe started, or I don't know how we got mm-hmm. here, or uh, yeah, I don't know how God does that or whatever that these questions are. We have these questions. And so what you see with a skeptic and with, say, a Christian is you see them logically working to in, in, in viewing and in, in, in taking in these arguments and evidences. But it will only get you to a certain point. You know, it may only get you 90 percent of the okay. way there. And maybe you have 80 or 90 percent of your questions answered but you don't have them all answered. So you have to take a step of quote faith in order to do what is going in order to form a valid conclusion or in order to, 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 uh, 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 hold a set of beliefs as being true. So we're using it in this. So I think you can have a, you can have a tempered uh, belief. You could have a, you know, you can have a, not a hundred percent confidence belief. Right. And so so if, if your questions bring you 90 percent of the way, then you can then you can sit there comfortably 90 percent of the way. You can say, OK, I, I know 90 percent of, of what I need here or, or, you know, whatever it is that you judge. I think uh, I don't think that I think the problem is that 
um, is going that extra 10% without justification. And so, so, so if I'm not, well, if I'm so 90% sure, um, I mean, obviously we, you know, people use hyperbole and people say things, um, you know, oh, you know that uh, your, your friend is going to totally screw you over if you do that. Well, no, uh, you don't know right. that, but, but, you know, th- but we say that as a, as a form of expression. Right. So I think we need to, we need to separate, um, you know, the way that we use it in a conversation versus, you know, if we really got down to brass tacks, what are you saying here? Right. F- philosophically speaking. Right, right. Yeah. So, but I, I still think though, like, how, let me ask you, how confident are you that there is no God? How confident am I that there is no God? Well, that would depend yeah. on what you mean by God. I assume you mean God of the For Bible? Se- yes. Well, yeah, any theistic God, some transcendent, personal, moral creator of everything. Um, how sure am I that there is no God? Boy, that, yeah, that's a... Per- percent, Percentage-wise, like, what, are you 50% sure? Are you 10%? Are you 90%? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I would say I'm leaning in that direction. I think that that's more likely true than not. Um, I mean, depending on how you want to define your confidence that way. I mean, you could say if zero meant that I was 100% sure that there's no God and 100 meant I was 100% sure that there is a God, um, I'm definitely leaning in the no God direction. Um, Right. So all I'm trying to say is you hold a an atheistic position based on less than all of the evidence. Well, the, well, the, my position, my like. position is that I'm not convinced that there's a God. Right. And I, I'm so, darn near certain of that, that I'm not convinced of that. So that's what I would okay. say. <laughs> right. Well, it's hard to, it, well, it is, it, but it, it's hard to, work around a psychological state, which is what you're talking about, right. your psychological state. So right. what I'm saying, though, what I'm saying, though, is is that you hold certain positions um, to be true or to be false based upon less uh, based upon less than all of the I, I think I know what you're getting. At. Yeah, we, we have to make we have to make decisions and act based on incomplete information. And so all I'm saying is, is that step is a leap, leap of faith. When I go and get in the car in the morning and, and drive, drive to work or do whatever, I am, I am stepping out in faith that my brakes are going to work. Like I don't, I didn't crawl under the, the car and check the brake lines and make sure all the fittings were there and check the fluid. And you know, I didn't do the 61 point inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I just have trust that uh that that my brakes are going to work okay and now it's based it's based upon things but there's still i would still argue that i'm still since i i don't have all of the evidence in front of me every bit of information that i could have uh since that is the case uh that i am still taking this step of faith or this step of trust Mm -hmm. Uh, in in my vehicle or or in the fact that my brakes are going to work. Now uh, I wouldn't say that's unreasonable. I would say that's very reasonable because I just drove based on evidence. I just drove the car last night. You know, I've never had a problem with my brakes. Right. There's no fluid under the car. You know that kind of thing. So if you're saying that I, I that no that, worldview has a hundred percent certainty, then I would agree with that. And that all I'm saying is, from my vantage, is that what you meant? Of faith, yes, is that every worldview uh, or everybody that holds to a set of beliefs holds to these beliefs with less than a hundred percent of, 
of the information or the evidence or so, so they so they they're taking a step of faith that's that's all there is but see since there's this negative connotation to faith it, it's like that's a hard you like you don't want to say that it's like and nobody does like oh yeah I'm, I, I take that on faith like because it's got such a negative um uh, uh view at least from my vantage and the people that I've dealt with it, it's got such a horrible uh and you know what stinks about it is even in even in church in churches they are okay with this kind of uh faith and I, I would define it as a blind faith mm-hmm. you know they they don't know if it's right or wrong right. Uh, they just believe it's right, but but it, you know, it could go either way. So not necessarily evidence to the contrary. Although I do know some pretty unreasonable Christians who would stay a Christian even if we could prove that Jesus didn't rise from the mm-hmm. dead, which to me seems amazingly unreasonable. Oh, I've met and um, spoken to several that were just like that. In fact, they're quite proud right. of their of their ignorance. They're quite proud of their right, um, oh. and they see that as a as a as a virtue. They, they see, okay, yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm that, proving my so commitment to God crazy. because I'm, I'm, in, I'm believing in him, even in spite of, you know, lack of evidence or, or counter evidence, yeah, that's, but oh. uh, along those terms, along that uh, idea of using the word faith as a negative, um, what would mm-hmm. you say to um, like, for example, I know, you know, who Frank Turek is, right? He's mm-hmm. a, a relatively famous apologist and author and, and speaker and well in fact you saw him right just recently mm-hmm. right you were yeah did, yep. uh, did you get a chance to meet For him and talk to him oh yeah actually we i wouldn't say we're friends mm-hmm. but uh last year we went out to lunch together when he was in town oh cool and uh yeah so we're on a first name basis anyhow okay so he has yeah. a book i'm sure you've read it or, or have heard of it at least i don't have enough faith to be an atheist mm-hmm. i've read it many times okay yes. so so um is he saying that atheists are more faithful than he is no he's saying uh according to like what's in the book and and the idea behind it is that he thinks based on the evidence that it it takes a bigger step of faith or a bigger leap of faith Mm -hmm. to believe in in atheism than it does to believe in theism. Right. I, under, I understand that that was his, that's, that's his, you know, thesis in the book, but uh, he's using the word faith to mean that, to have that negative connotation. He's a prominent Christian. A lot of people read mm-hmm. his work, follow his, you know, follow his work, yeah. watch his videos and stuff. And he's using the word in that way. Does right. he, does, does it seem that he's embracing that word or is he using it tongue in cheek or, no. or what's the deal? Oh no, that's, that's definitely tongue in cheek. That, that's kind of a, uh, that's kind of like a, of a, a slap back or, a, or, or, or kind of like a, I don't want to say a counter punch, but it, it is, it is tongue in cheek to this idea that, oh, we Christians don't have, uh, you know, we don't have science. We just have faith, you okay. know? So, it, and yeah, so he's, he's busting chops is what okay. he's doing. Well, yeah. that, I assumed that much as, as well, you know, based on what I've, what I've read of him and what I've heard him, you know, heard him speak. Um, but would you say that using the term in that way encourages, continue, you know, pushes the view forward of that particular interpretation of the word? No, because what he means by faith is exactly what we've talked about 
is is or what 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 I believe is is faith is this step from going from from what we know to holding beliefs based on less evidence. Right, I understand so that. What but he's saying is what right. my my question is though is that let's say you know an he's, a, he's an not a, saying he's not saying it's blind faith. He's not saying that. Uh, that 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 skepticism is some kind of irrational or blind faith. He's just saying that he thinks it it takes uh, more faith to believe in atheism than it does Christianity. So he's uh, and saying. I don't think he meant it in a, in a negative way. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it seems. I mean, it seems like I don't know. It's it's just the way that I look at that. It seems like he's he's it's a. Uh, it's almost like he's adopting the negative connotation of the word so that he can throw it back at, at the atheist. Um, but I would think that that would encourage the use of the word in that respect is what I'm saying. That, that, that might be the case. Uh, I haven't like, I have, you know, I haven't asked him about that. I'm just assuming, um, you know, based on what I know about him and having read the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but either way, um, it's it's this idea that uh, even if he does use it in that respect, it, he's not trying to encourage the use of this this idea of blind faith. It's, right. It's it. If anything, it's it's a slap back. But whether so or not whether or not he's you, trying you to do that, of, whether or not he's trying yeah. to do that, I'm just saying. I'm just. I I don't know. You know, I haven't done any research on this, but I'm saying that might be encouraging the use of that word. If you know, we talked. We you mentioned earlier. Right. You know, you quoted Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and Carl Sagan, um, you know, th their use of the word. You you implied that maybe they were trying to poison the well and, and so forth. Um, and maybe they are. I don't I don't think they are from what I've read. That's it, it doesn't seem to me that they're um, that they're doing that. But if they were, would would doing it back? I mean, would would using the word in this way from a from a Christian standpoint, wouldn't that be just kind of encouraging that? Maybe, but I guess my question is: Do you really think that that they that that skeptics would stop using faith in that way if we ask them to? Like, well, I, I, no, I, like, I don't think you know, that. Like, the... like, so, so what difference does it make how we use it? Uh, they're going to continue. Skeptics, it, some skeptics are going to continue to use it in a negative way. Whether they that whether they're intentionally trying to be malicious, I don't think they're trying to be malicious. I think they usually use it as a um, kind of backhanded, like, "Hey, I have the evidence and you don't. You don't have anything like what I have." Kind of way, right? But so I, 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 I think they would continue yeah, maybe, to use. Maybe, maybe, sorry, maybe, go ahead. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is encouraging them, but I don't think anything would change. Mm -hmm. So what difference does it make? Like if we all came out, if every single Christian came out and said, hey, this is ridiculous. You guys, come on, knock this stuff off. You know that we don't mean X, Y, or Z, or at least those of us with this reasonable, edu more educated um, uh, evidential faith don't mean it this way. So please don't use it in that regard. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything would change with the exception of the, the personal conversations like I have with you, mm -hmm. you know, we have a personal connection. So based upon, even if you believed it, I think that you would in good faith 
See what I did there? I see you that. Would, that was would, clever. You would, you would, you know, you would say, okay, I, I won't use it in that way because I, I know you're, you know, you don't like that, and and you know, and and so I think you would do that as a, as as be just being kind, right? But, um, I, yeah, I, so I don't, I, I don't think, think any, I don't. Well, in in a sense, it does, and in a sense, it doesn't. I mean, I don't think it would affect these particular individuals, and I and I like I said before, they're not using the word wrong. They're just mis. They're just um, either unintentionally or intentionally passing boats in the night, you know, ships in the night, passing by each other without connecting. Um, I, I never understood that. So by the, would, I never understood so that, that, that saying ships passing in the night. That? Isn't that, shouldn't that be a good thing? If you pass, you don't want to crash. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But, but, but imagine, so let's, let's talk Richard Dawkins for a second. Um, yeah. You know, I've read some of his stuff. I don't, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't I call myself to. a fanboy or anything, but, um, um, what if earlier in his career, earlier in his life, he had encountered a Christian apologist using the word in this manner, wouldn't that strength? And, and then later on when he became more famous and became an outspoken atheist and, and started speaking, then he might say things like faith is a great cop out, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, and so 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 those those speakers might not matter, but there still might be people that are just get wading into the controversy, that are wading into the you know into the discussions, and they see they see the word being used this way, and so they so then they start doing it. I don't know. I think we're dwelling on this too much. I think we can uh, move on. I don't. I don't think we're uh, we're in total disagreement here. Right. No. No. So you you brought up a good point. So I'll touch on it and then we could move on unless you want to say something else. No. That's fine. I get. I get it. Like yeah. Right. So um, Frank Turk and some of these other people using that the word in kind of a certain way. uh, Yeah. it, It it might encourage, but. Like I said, I don't think it matters in terms of I don't think anybody's going to stop. And and I, I think that it's 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 just like, you know, listen, I when I say, well, you're an atheist, that is atheism. That means no God. You believe there is no God. Ha, I got you. You're like, no, you really didn't get me because that's not how I believe. Right. And all, all I'm saying is for for those of us who who utilize evidence and argumentation to come to our conclusion that there is a God, we use faith uh, and we believe the word faith is in the, in the, in the same, it's analogous with uh, that, that word atheism for you guys that uh, you're like, listen, that's not what I believe. That's not what I, and that's all we're saying with the word faith when, and, and so, you know, that's not what we believe. We don't believe it's, it's, believe in something you know ain't so or believing sure. in something so that that's all we're trying to say I, um, okay you know yeah, when it comes I, I see so, it. i hear that so um I, and let me let me give you kind of a, a story someone once told me um that makes sense as far as our understanding of faith so there was a a police officer and uh he was in a uh he was in a, a shootout he ended mm-hmm. up shooting and killing a guy he it was a traffic stop uh, he, he, he came up to the, I guess that during the investigation, all this came out, he came up to the car and asked for uh, license and registration, I guess. And the, and, and the, and the guy reached down and before, I mean, the, the cop didn't even have his hand on his gun. Right. And, and before he could even think the suspect turned with, with a gun and shot him. And okay. so the, the the investigative team was like, hey, you know, hey, uh, what were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Step us through the process. 
And he said, well, I, I had, I had in the Academy, you know, we had to, you know, uh, you know, there was a day spent at the range where all we did was talk about our ballistics, our bulletproof vests. And we watched as gunfire, you know, bullet after bullet, uh, different kind of gun after different kind of gun uh, was striking these vests. And, and, and they might be doing some damage, but 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 you could tell that these these mannequins or whatever, they would survive the, 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 the gunfire uh, uh-huh. with this ballistic thing. He said, so I I believed that my bulletproof vest could stop uh, a bullet because I've seen, I I saw it in action in the Academy. He said, so when the guy pulled the gun, I tensed up my ab muscles and kind of lunged my chest forward in, in hopes that it would be a bigger target ironically. And and that, that that the suspect would fire into the vest. And then after he did, I'd be able to, to draw my weapon and return fire, which is what happened. And he ultimately killed the suspect. And so he actually said that he went from belief that uh, the vest could stop around to belief in it. And he, he took this step of quote faith mm-hmm. by trusting in this bulletproof vest. And I think that as a Christian. So kind uh, of put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like as a Christian, that is what I mean by faith. It is is I I I believe something based upon um, these evidence, these argumentations, all these other things, and I believe it. And and I believe so. There's a big step from belief that God exists to trusting in God for salvation. Is what we say. So there's there you can believe that God exists, but but not take any step towards like a personal commitment or a relationship with God. And so that, that that's kind of our, my thought is that, that we go from belief that to belief in by taking that step of faith. So it's not to the contrary. It's not like he had no idea that this vest was going to work or not. He had seen it in action. He, you know, he believed it could stop all these different kinds of rounds. And so at that mm-hmm. moment he took that step while he, he never had taken a bullet with him you know, w- with it on him. He, he didn't know what caliber the guy was using. Uh, he just took that, that step of faith. That's kind of, um, kind of how we would, uh, see, at least how I see, um, mm-hmm. taking the step of faith. So, um, I know that there's some Bible verse. I don't know if you want to cover this now. I know there's some Bible verses, some things in the Bible that talk about, um, faith. And mm-hmm. I didn't know if those, if you wanted to hit on those now, um, or if you don't see those as, uh, as important, I mean, that's up to you. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, that's, it's, I don't think it's, I mean, it would be, yeah. I mean, we could dive into it a little bit. I'm certainly not a Bible expert. Uh, you know, I'm not fluent in, uh, ancient Greek. Um, and so, you know, if we want to talk about what is meant in the Bible, um, you know, we can, I, I don't know. It, well, it's, I don't, I tell you what, l- let me just, let me just, um, summarize. Okay. And then if you have something to add, be my guest. Okay. So, uh, one of the principles of what we call hermeneutics is just this, uh, for our listeners, it's hermeneutics is just the, the, um, uh, kind of our guide to reading any kind of text. It doesn't even have to be the Bible, right? So you want to know when was it written, who wrote it, what were the conditions under which it was written? What's the context? So on and so forth. So in this understanding of hermeneutics, 
um, we use the Bible a lot of times to interpret the Bible. So if something is said that that seems a little off, like, well, that doesn't seem right. For instance, Jesus um, said that, you, you know, he's, he was all about loving people. You should love your enemy. Yet there's mm-hmm. a passage in the Bible where Jesus says, if you don't hate your father and mother, you know, you can't have anything to do with me. So we know that when Jesus says, if you don't hate your father and mother, we know that it can't be the kind of hate that we are thinking of based upon all the other passages in the Bible where Jesus is talking about even loving your enemy. So the way we interpret is we go back and say, okay, that can't be what it means. Let's dive into the text itself and let's see uh, if we could use context clues, so to speak, or these good hermeneutics Mm -hmm. to determine what it means. And in that particular passage, Jesus was, it was a parable. Jesus was, was teaching basically saying that, listen, you have to love me more than anything else is all he was saying in that. And so like, when you look back at some of the verses in the Bible that seem to indicate that faith is not based upon evidence, Mm -hmm. um, when you read uh, the verse and when you read in, in some respects like there's a in John there's a a, a particular passage where uh, a lot of it says uh, because you have seen me uh, you have believed blessed are those who do not see and yet believe mm-hmm. and so some people just stop there and say oh right. well that must mean man you know let's let's give it up Jesus is saying hey let's give it up for those people who who believe based on no evidence. But in reality, yeah, I, I think I think that's what you know. I mentioned that I've I've spoken to people that are even proud of that. They consider right, that to be a virtue, right. right? And so it might stem from that. But if you read the very next verse, like that, you take the verse. It says, um, "Many other signs, therefore, Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and believing you may have life in His name." So the very next verse goes on to say Jesus did all these other miracles uh, so that you would believe. And so we know then that that, 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 that above it, that well, so that the people to, that saw them would believe, right? Yes. Uh, right. So uh, in the gospel of John, so, so um, when you read it, it, it included both, right? So what he's basically saying is that in, if you, that those people who were there, saw Jesus in the flesh, we're not going to have that chance. Now us, we, we don't have that chance, but blessed are we who believe not based upon nothing based upon eyewitness testimony. That's what we would say that verse means. Well, based upon something that purports to be eyewitness testimony, or in many cases specifically says it's not eyewitness testimony. In like, in what case? Well, I mean, there are, you know, many books of the, like Luke, for example, Luke was okay. not, you know, Luke was not an eyewitness. No, right? he, right. He, he, but he interviewed a direct eyewitness. Yes. Right, right. So what I'm saying is that there, there are some things that are presented in one way as, as if, as if they were eyewitness testimony. There's other things that are specifically not going to be eyewitness testimony and so on. But right. But my that, point, that, that my might point not take being, away from your point. Yeah. No, my, my point being is that when you read these verses in the Bible, all of these verses that kind of come out of the woodwork that seem to indicate, oh, look, you know, the, the Bible or Jesus or God is is saying that we need to take this this step 
uh, off into the abyss with no evidence, uh, with mm-hmm. no reasons whatsoever, that when you read those verses in context, that is not at all what they are saying. Right. If, if you take that verse and try to match it to the other ones, but you could also f- do the flip side. You could also do the revert. Maybe you're misinterpreting the following verses. No, because like I well, yeah, said, I mean, you you could be misinterpreting the following verses. I, I I don't think I'm going on a limb and saying that you have perfect interpretation. No, what I'm saying though is this: I think that, and and this could be a whole other podcast. But what I'm saying is, there are verses in the Bible. The vast majority of the verses in the Bible are uncontroversial in terms of what they meant. They're un, un completely uncontroversial. There right. are some there are some in the Bible that are like, hmm, I don't know. But there are a lot of verses that people think, oh, we can't know. They're just using bad hermeneutic. And I could prove it. I could prove that by saying, look, okay, this is what we have to do when we read any kind of uh literature. It doesn't even have to be the Bible. When you read literature, when I read Dr. Seuss, I, I understand that this is not history. So I read it and in, in, in you interpret it in a certain way based upon certain steps and certain principles or hermeneutics. So what I'm arguing is they're wrong. And I could demonstrably show that they're wrong. Well, assuming through, that your interpretation is correct. No, no. Assuming using because I could demonstrably show using a set of hermeneutic that they are wrong. All right. Well, let's, let's save that for the other podcast. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, is that when you look at the Bible, the Bible does not teach some kind of leap off a cliff. Mm -hmm. The Bible teaches trust based upon uh, good evidence to believe in something primarily having to do with eyewitnesses. So let's look at the next verse that you have on your list, the Hebrews, uh, the Hebrews 11 one. Now faith yeah. is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Now that seems pretty cut and dry. Now I want to, uh, we, we were talking about context, right? So let's look at the verses that follow that one. Okay, if we look further down into Hebrews 11, uh, eleven seven by faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. Now he certainly didn't have any evidence that rains were coming. That's false, right? So, so no, the, that's so false. Point- that's false. He did have evidence. God spoke to him. Right. That, that was, was his evidence. That was the claim, right? That was the claim. But he had Regardless, no evidence to back no, up no, the no. claim. He did. He had evidence. The, the point of that verse is that he believed when God verbally spoke to him. He right. believed God. He believed so, right, it without supporting evidence. No, the supporting evidence is God talking. If you tell me something, uh, I, I have like I'm talking to you right now. That is evidence. You're telling me something. Uh, if you say, right, hey, but the, I, but, the, but the claim itself is not evidence of itself. Right. It's so so God saying something is not evidence that what God was saying was true. Right. So but what I would say, though, is that you could know certain things to be true based upon other things. For instance, uh, I think I've given this analogy before. If 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 some van pulls up, some dark windowed van pulls up in my driveway and starts honking, hey, get get you. And if you have a wife and kids and get in here, we got to get out of here. I have no reason to believe that that guy has got any 
any any good intentions for even, me. Even even though he just told you, even though he just told. That's my point. Is that no? Is that no? Wait, had wait. no. That's not that's not the end of the story. If my dad pulled up in my driveway uh-huh. and honked his horn and said, "Hey, get your wife, get your kids, get in the van. We got to go." I have a past history with my dad. I know my dad loves me. I know he right. wants good things for me and my family. So I'm basing something I have no idea. I don't know why he wants me to get in a truck and leave. I don't know what's going on, but I trust my dad. I have previous history with my dad. And all I'm saying is Noah had previous history with God. And that's why he believed that when God said build the ark, he did. Right. That that was my that was my point. Is he is he took is he just believed it without evidence without evidence that what, without what was evidence. being said was true. That's not without evidence. Uh, if my dad pulls up, what was the evidence then? The evidence was that he had prior experience with God. God told him to do certain things. He did them. It came true. Now whether all that is true or not, that's that's a, a whole different story. But what what did Noah think at the time? So you go back and you read the different things that, that God said to Noah and God did for Noah. And, and you can understand that if that was true, why Noah would believe God when he said, hey, build this boat because it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain. Mm-hmm. So we understand why Noah would do that because the evidence is his past history with God. And like I said, there's a difference between whether or not all of this is true or whether he believed it was true. Right, Does but that make the, sense? the 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 you're missing what I'm saying, okay? The fact that God told him it was raining—that's the thing that I'm. That's not the evidence. That's the thing that I'm saying that he didn't have evidence to support that it was going to rain. Correct. All right. So now I'll have to ask you what you what do you mean by evidence? Like something other than the, those actual words. Why couldn't, why, okay, and I gave that to you. He has a history with, uh, with Noah. If, if I was, if, I, if every time you asked me for something, I did it for you, I was able but to it, But if your dad you. showed up in your driveway and said, we got to go, you'd be going without evidence. No, my evidence is, is trust in past his past history. I've, I've had. Right. But you have no evidence. You don't have any evidence that you're going to, that somebody's going to come and get you. N- no, but right? I, you're I making a decision without evidence, which we, which yeah, we but, already agreed a, a, ahead of time that we can do. We can make, we have to make decisions right, without complete right. evidence. So what, I mean, what were you getting at with, with the Hebrews? So well, let me verse. finish. Let me finish. Okay. So that was, so that was one example. Let's, let's down, look down a little bit further here. It says, um, where I just lost it by faith. Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. So mm-hmm. Abraham had faith, uh, in God and was going to kill his son. Mm-hmm. Right. And he had yeah. no evidence that, 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 that wasn't going to happen because he was ready to do it. In fact, that's the whole point of the story, isn't it? Or maybe I'm reading the story wrong. The whole point. So what? The whole point of the story of Abraham and Isaac was that he was his showing trust. his obedience. Right. He right. was showing his, his obedience. Be, and he was going to do it. He was going to kill his son. He really was going to do it. Right. That was the and test. The reason, the reason why he was going to kill his son is because he believed that in the resurrection. Like he believed that God could resurrect him from the dead. But regardless... 
like what's what what is your point yeah my all point there's that the, the, they that say the by fi- faith by faith by faith by faith that that whole that whole chapter you see right. by faith so and so did this and so by it's free it's so, frequently used it's frequently used at to reflect the conviction of things not seen but the, it's and, but and it's, that's but it's not a blind leap for no reason like the, it's not well, like what do you think not reasons. seen means no, well, if not blind, you, I mean, that's literally no, what blind no. means. What, what I it mean means you by, can't see. But when when the Bible talks of what, when 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 you have skeptics talking about, about blind faith, they're uh-huh. using it in a derogate, usually in a derogatory way. To you mean think it's we, good to believe things with no evidence, with no reason? No, there's a difference between no reason and no evidence. I guess according to you, I would say that there's evidence based upon past history. So I have a reason. It, the analogy works perfectly. That van pulls up in my driveway with the tinted windows. I have mm-hmm. no evidence and no reason to trust this guy. Right. But I do with my dad. I have a reason to trust him. And all I'm saying is faith isn't based. Biblical faith is not based upon Nothing, no reason, no evidence, nothing, just some kind of jump out there. It's based, you could just substitute the word faith with trust. Okay. You and 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 get the same effect. Right. Noah but, trusted God. Noah trusted so on and so forth. Abraham trusted God. That's what the word faith in the Bible means. Trust. Okay. And and so sometimes it's used to reflect trust with evidence and sometimes it's used to reflect trust without evidence and so uh pigeonholing it one way or the other i think is is not the right way to do it either um i said i'm not an expert on uh ancient greek but i do know somebody who is and i asked him what does that word mean and he and i asked him specifically is it for blind faith or for is it for evidence-based faith this was for, for the greek word pistis which i believe is what's used in uh in hebrews in this in this, I, I could be wrong though. So if you know, uh, if you can correct me, please well, let, do. Let me let me hear let me hear what he has to say. But, so he yeah. so he said, um, you know, I said, what does it mean? He said, faith or trust. And I said, does it mean just evidence based faith, or does it mean just blind faith, or does it mean all of them? And he said, it's a broad based with several different senses. The most general being persuasion of a thing, confidence or assurance. And mm-hmm. so it, yeah. there's no there's no mention of evidence there at all. I, com- I completely agree. But if and you don't so have, know, what do you have confidence in? If you don't have any evidence, like, what, are, what do you have confidence in? Nothing. You like, can like, have confidence in nothing, and you can have confidence. And we see, we, we again, know confidence can be based on something, and and it can be based on nothing. And in this case, it's in the case we're talking about Hebrews. It specifically says the conviction of things not seen. So you don't see certain things you still believe that, like that are true. Gravity. You don't, I see, you I see, see the effects of gravity. gravity all the time. Well, well, Noah saw the effects of God. So did Abraham. I think you're really, no, really stretching it. No, you're no, really what, stretching it here. What you are trying to do is make it sound, whether you believe it or not, you are making the biblical faith or trying to make it sound like it's unreasonable. And I'm reading the words, true. and and in right. that, in this case, the conviction of things not seen that is unreasonable. Because if there, if there, if you had a past history, then it wouldn't be things not seen. Um, it would be things that you have so, seen. So, so the word faith in Hebrews eleven one means firm persuasion. 
right? A conviction based upon hearing. Right. right? Being so, con- so being verbally convinced. So, so is, is that irrational? Pardon? Like, I, 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 is that irrational? I, I don't necessarily. Uh, so if it's, ba- think if it's, that that if it's based off of somebody telling you it, then, then yeah, of course. That's somebody so, saying something is going to happen is not evidence that it's going to happen. Unless, uh, unless you're convinced because you've had a previous history with somebody. In that case, the evidence is the history. Then we're not talking okay. about a case of blind faith. We're talking okay. about a case of evidence-based faith. So, we're not talking about is, conviction is not, of things not seen. We're, no, th- we're talking about convictions of things that you have you're, seen. You're reading the Bible uh, like... Um, like, like, like this in this, the apostle Paul, well, we don't know exactly who wrote Hebrews. We think it's the apostle Paul, but in, in this particular instance, you can't say when he says things, uh, not seen that, that you mean that that means absolutely nothing, right? You, you have to ask yourself, what is the, what is the Greek word for faith mean? What is uh-huh. it? How, how is it used? And what I'm saying is Noah was convinced based upon his history with God that X, Y, and Z would happen when God said it would. And I'm telling you that basis. So that's why I said the Bible interprets the Bible. You go back and look, you look, Noah had a yeah, history with You don't see a problem God. with that? Noah had a history with God. So did Abraham. So what? I don't see a problem with God, like actually manifesting himself in the world to someone. And then God saying something else and they believe it to be true. The whole point of the Abraham story was that, he was acting without evidence. He was acting just off of God's word, and he was demonstrating that he believes God, right? Exactly what you were saying. Right? He, 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 trusted, he was showing that he trusted God without requiring evidence. That well, was the whole re- point. Without requiring a beaker or an explanation, Right? There's or, like or anything. Show. Or but anything. No, no. That was the whole point is that he obeyed without evidence. He obeyed because to show he trusted his commitment. God to show but what I'm saying is is how how would Abraham right if, if why would he trust God to do that if he didn't have some kind of trust in God? Do you see what I'm saying? Like like again, I bring up the, the driveway and somebody pulling mm-hmm. my driveway story. Right. Abraham went to go slaughter his son as a sacrifice to God because God asked him to. He trusted God. And so he did it based right. upon. But he did, that trust isn't based upon nothing. It's based upon his history with I'm God. I'm talking about the particular claim of, of go do this. And he mm-hmm. was going to do it. He was. And he was. And because the, he the trusts point God. Of it, the po- right. The point of it is that it was based only on that. He had no right. evidence to back up the claim. Well, it was no, only. You keep it was he had only no based. Evidence. You keep saying he had no evidence. What, what kind of evidence do you want? He, it wasn't. He wasn't saying Abraham goes to sacrifice your son Isaac, and X, Y, and Z would happen. He just said right. go sacrifice your son. Exactly. So, like, what what evidence would you expect? You're expecting some kind of beaker, or some kind of data. I never said that. I never said that. Well, then what is your definition of evidence? Something that would support the belief. And, and what supports the belief is Abraham's trust in God. He had no, other that's, encounters that's the belief. with God. That's the belief. So the other experiences with So the belief supports God, itself? Other experiences with God can't count as evidence? 
Well, when did God tell him to go kill his son before? What's that? Never, but he, he told okay. him so to he do didn't other have that experience before. before. He, but he told him to do Listen, you are, are, I feel right now you are jumping around and, 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 and you're not listening to me. What I'm saying is that past history with someone mm-hmm. is evidence. It of is what? evidence of that I could trust them under certain circumstances. Like right. And you, so when, it, when you trust someone under certain circumstances, you are act you're you're demonstrating that trust specifically by acting without evidence, without other evidence. Okay. You're, re- okay. you're relying you are relying, relying you're relying on, on that. I'm relying right on And so on when your dad shows up I don't think that if my dad pulled up in my driveway or came knocking on my door and said, Hey, we gotta go right now. I'll mm-hmm. explain to you in the car or whatever, or just get in the car, we gotta go. Right. I would get in the car with my dad and my family, and I don't think that's unreasonable. You don't really don't if my dad's acting normal, he's not loopy, he's like, We gotta go, get in the van. We gotta okay, get in so the truck, it's gotta go. All right. Let's uh let's um We gotta move on. We gotta yes. all I'm trying to say is I don't believe the Bible teaches some blind leap off a cliff with the use of the word faith. Faith okay. just means trust. And you we have good reasons to trust things. You can have bad reasons to trust them too. All right. But I'm saying that was my point. All right, we agree. You can have good reasons to trust, and you can have bad reasons to trust. But that applies to all worldviews, not just mine. Of course. Well, anything, anything that, that a human is holding, right? We know humans have to, have to go off of incomplete information. Right. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we were able to... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're able to finally come to some kind of right. agreement, even though I'm not convinced we agree. <laughs> but I think that um, anyhow. So you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I'm actually okay with that now because I feel better about it all. Good, bad, or ugly. That was faith. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm glad we settled that. I'm glad we settled it. All done. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah. Put a pin in that one and we'll be selling books on the subject of faith coming out next year and <laughs> not really. So um, we're going to actually move on now to our our second uh, our, our second bit here, a little bit called uh, Oh, the Humanity. Oh, the Humanity. All right, so for this uh, for this week's Oh the Humanity uh, installment, um, I have a little game for us to play, Jamie. If you're if you're game to play, mm, sounds sounds like fun. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, I'm going to present you with two different scenarios, and then I'm going to ask you to make a decision at the end of each of the two scenarios. And so I'm I'm going to want you to to jot down your answers. And if if you'd rather not, okay, if you'd rather not share your answers, that's okay. It's cool. That's separate from the you know. It's it's not critical that you. That you that you fess up, but uh, you'll find that it's not like anything too personal. Right. No. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm game. Okay. Let's do so it. So here's the here's the first scenario. So in addition to whatever you own, you've been given a thousand dollars. You are now asked to choose one of these two options. So you have a thousand dollars, and now you have a choice to make based you know based on that information. So right. uh, so you need to choose. Um, Either a fifty percent chance to win a th- another thousand dollars, 
or get $500 for sure. Okay, so you're given $1,000 and then you need to choose. Do I want a 50% chance to get another $1,000 or do I take the $500 for sure? So jot down A or B or or however you want to do it. Okay, got it. Okay, so now I want you to consider a different scenario. Okay, Mm -hmm. so in this this new scenario, uh, in addition to whatever you own, you've been given $2,000. Now you're asked to choose one of these two options. Either a 50% chance to lose $1,000 or lose $500 for sure. Okay, so you're given $2,000. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, and then right. 50% chance to lose $1,000 or lose $500 for sure. Okay, right. so now in both situations, you you have to make a decision about, it's about risk taking. And so, yeah, so right. you either want to roll the dice or you want to take the sure thing. And um, right. before I ask you what your answers were, I'll tell you that mm-hmm. um, now I, I, I got this uh, I got this scenario from uh, from a book by a man named Daniel Kahneman. He's a mm-hmm. he's a psychologist, I believe, and, and he's won a, a Nobel Prize in economics for his uh, for the work that he's done uh, yeah. uh, on decision making. You know, a lot a lot of the okay. a lot of the economics. Uh, um, I think uh, John Nash, the mathematician, got an, an uh, an economics Nobel Prize for for you know his contributions to decision making as well and so so um, right. um and the name of the book is Thinking Fast and Slow and it's one of my favorite okay. books I've ever read and I and I would highly recommend it to anybody under any circumstances but that's enough of the plug so so okay. so the scenario I, I got from his book and and um and in in their research they found that in the first in the first case uh, the a large majority of respondents preferred the sure thing. Right. Okay. And in the second choice, a large majority preferred to do the gambling, to take the risk. Oh, really? Okay. okay. And so, yeah. and so what were your, what, just out of curiosity, what were your choices? Yeah. So I, I took the sure thing both times. So the first time I, I chose to keep the hundred rather than, than risk, Okay. you know, my, my, or keep the 500 rather than risk my, my thousand and get nothing. And then the uh, other instance, I decided to go ahead and 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 um, and give the five hundred, lose five hundred okay. bucks, but but still keep the other five hundred. Okay. So I was I was not a risk taker. In, so in those so you so you scenarios. you differed from the majority on the second one. Okay. So so right. So, yeah. so but at least we can uh, we can at least understand um, that that we're perceiving these two scenarios differently. So so as you were making your decisions, did you feel at all different between the two? Or was it just clear uh, cut for sure? I'm sticking with the sure thing both times or, or, or was your no, decision no, making there different? Was, yeah. No. Th- so there was because um, the first, it seemed uh, uh, I, 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 I was, took the sure thing um, like right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it was like, boom, right now. But then the, the second, the second one I, I thought of um, a little bit more, the, the possibility of, of two grand okay. is, you know, that's a, a big, kind of a big deal. So I, I spent a little bit more time on that second one. Okay. Um, well, here's the kicker. Both of those circum, both of those questions, both of those scenarios were identical. You dog. They're, they're just, <laughs> I knew there was some, they're identical some kind and of- they're worded differently. <laughs> they're worded differently. Okay. So, yeah. so, so basically in one, that's because cool. in the first one you get you're given a thousand dollars and then you want to you're going to gain more, right? And in the second one right. you you started with two thousand dollars, 
but then you were loot you're you're at risk of losing some of it. But right. but the amounts added up to be the same. If you took the if you took the fifty fifty <laughs> chance, you had a fifty fifty yeah. chance to get one thousand or two thousand. And if you took the sure right. thing, you had fifteen hundred both times. Oh, that's cool. That's like the uh the the dumb uh, game where you uh, the, 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 where it plays tricks in your eyes, where you have the one line, you have two lines, parallel lines, one with um, you know, with the arrows pointing right, out, right, right. So you have you have two things in. that are identical, but they look uh, different uh, because of the context. And so that's terrific. Yeah, I thought I mean I thought that was really cool when I first read it, and and basically what they're saying is that um, it has to do with loss aversion. It has to do with the fact that we. Um, as human beings, the way that our brains work is that we uh, respond more strongly and more uh, quickly to negative uh, to negative stimuli, and we respond. We still respond to positive stimuli, but not as strongly and not as quickly and not as rapidly. And right. uh, if we look at it from an evolutionary context, um, it, you know that kind of thing can make sense because if if it makes sense if yeah. if there's a tiger out there and you and you don't notice it, then you're going to die. But right. but if there's food out there and you don't notice it, then, you know, you're not imminently in danger. Maybe you'll find some other food somewhere else or, you know, you can survive for a little bit longer. So and so right. so within that context, um, you know, we we've grown we've developed this uh, these habits or, or this uh, this mode of thinking, uh, just just the way that our brains work is we respond so much more s- strongly and and uh, uh, surely to negative, uh, you know, to negative stimuli. And so, you know, the first thing I thought of when I read that, when I read this section of the book was that's why negative campaign ads work. Right. So we have, we have every, every time an election rolls around, there's this talk about, okay, let's try and have this. uh, Let's try and do this without mudslinging. Right, right. And everybody hates negative ads. But right, you're right. But that they does work. Seem to be the thing that they works. work, and that's why it's that because we have crazy. we have this built-in loss aversion. We have this built-in. We we react more strongly and more fervently and more quickly to these negative stimuli as opposed to the. And so you know, people can be saying, "He's going to take my guns." Exactly. He's going to take my guns yep, away. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, and and so <laughs> and so fear-based and threat-based and um, you know challenges of those of taking stuff away um those those can be very effective tools for convincing people to to listen to you or to follow you or to vote for you or whatever even in cases where it's identical it's the situation is identical right if you word it in a net and that's and that and that has to do with things like like uh like in the last election i know you didn't really have a a difficult time choosing who you were going to vote for but but uh there was uh, you know the whole thing of Hillary versus Bernie thing, right? And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, uh, um, a common thing that I would hear um, would be, "Well, I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the lesser of of two evils." You know, like after right, Hillary right. got, you know, there were people that didn't like Hillary Clinton, and they said, "Well, but uh, you know, I don't like her, but I'm gonna vote for her because you know she's not as bad as Trump right. or whatever." And so, the idea of taking the lesser right. of two evils, well. You know, again, yeah. that's a very negative way of approaching it. You should vote for something that you sure like, is. or vote for something that you want to promote. Right. But still, we word it in the way that we're that we're negative. And so, you know, for me, um, you know, it's been kind of like a lot of the things in this book. And and you know, I'm fanboying here. I'm 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 uh, you know, I could talk about this for <laughs> for all night. But so uh, so don't let me. 
But, um, <laughs> um, you know, when I, when I first thought of that, it was like really eye opening. And, and then I started noticing myself, myself doing it all the time. And, uh, one, th- you know, totally random thing, but I totally noticed that I do this and, and maybe, maybe now you, and maybe, you know, our two listeners will notice this when they do it as well. Right. Is that, um, <laughs> um, I don't know how they do it in Ohio, but in Minnesota here, we have on ramps onto the, onto the freeways. And then, and most yeah. of the time, um, especially if it's a particularly busy on ramp, they'll split it into two lanes. Right. Right. And so they'll have a, they'll yeah. have a stoplight on one lane and a stoplight on the other lane. And so they like alternate, you know, they alternate, they go the left lane, then the right lane. Right. And so, um, and so a lot of times when you're getting on the, on the on-ramp, um, there comes a moment where you have to decide, okay, which of the two lanes? So you start counting cars, right? You start counting cars. <laughs> yeah, right. You yeah, know, right, I, right. I want to make sure that, and for some reason, and maybe this is just me, but I think it, I, I, I think it's, it's pretty common is that I actually get angry if I pick the wrong lane. I get ang- yes. I get ang- yes. I get angry at that person who was behind me who is now going to go before me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so true, buddy. Yeah. That is so true. And, and if I if I happen to pick the right lane and I and I get ahead of the person that was in front of me, I'm like, "Oh yeah, right. you know, score." How about that? Score. Take that right. one, buddy. Yeah. Or you know, you also see the same thing <laughs> like like if I'm pulling out of a parking spot and I know somebody's waiting, I might be tempted to be a little more slow, you know? You know, screw you. This is my parking spot. You know, it's a territory thing. You know, I don't want, I don't right, want to, I don't right, want to lose yeah. my territory. If if there was nobody waiting, right. I would just get out of the parking spot and go away. Right. But since there's somebody <laughs> waiting, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take my time here. Yeah, that's and, terrific. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, unless unless I realize that that's what I'm doing, I'm like, what, what? You know, I should be getting out faster. There's somebody waiting. They want to go in and shop. So I need, I, right, I should right. move. But anyway, that's that's kind of the thing. What what are your uh, what are your thoughts now after having experienced no, that? Uh, that experiment that, that was fun uh that was fun i i knew that it would be something there's just some kind of you know kind of trick to it you know there would be something to it but i was surprised um uh that they're the same and now of course looking back on it it seems very obvious now, right uh, after the right. fact right um and so but that was very fun i enjoyed that uh interesting to see how how that works and some of your real world world some of your real world examples were spot on because that 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 happens all yeah. the time. So uh, I thought thought that was really cool. All right. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this uh, Oh, the Humanity. And that about wraps it up for episode number six. Please send us your ideas, questions, and comments to email at godornotpodcast.com. If you'd like to know more about the topics covered in this episode, Scott, what do you recommend? I re- well, I recommend the book that I referred to in the Oh, the Humanity bit, and that is it's a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. And again, uh, it's written by Nobel laureate Daniel Kahneman. He's a psychologist and, like I said, Nobel Prize winner in economics on decision making. Uh, the book is really fun to read. It's full of lots of examples that you can try on yourself, like the game that we that we did in the in the bit earlier. And so, uh, you know, it's just really interesting. And and he uh, proposes uh, a two stage type of thinking. You have your fast kind of knee jerk type of thinking, and then you have your slower, more rational thinking. And so that was Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Very good. I recommend the book, Why Do You Believe by Skip Heitzig. 
And uh, this book basically, um, it does give a case for uh, Christianity, uh, more specifically theism, but it does talk a lot about faith and what this word means and what it specifically means to those of us who have a more evidential approach to what we believe. So that is Why Do You Believe by Skip Heidzik. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll be back with us next time when Scott and I will be talking about the resurrection. Until then, this is your dialectic duo reminding you to talk to each other. See you next time. This has been the God or Not Podcast. Send your questions or comments to email at godornotpodcast.com. If you'd like to support the show or grab some God or Not gear, please visit the website at www.godornotpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.